Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Who's a bigger dork, Shane Simpson or Sean Burke, ladies? Oh, Sean. Oh, so hard. Sean. James! That's not hard! I know. They're, you know, like, they're both dorks. They're both huge losers. But I'm going to go with Sean. That necklace. Oh my necklace that's her cool. husband. Jenny, that's her husband. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, seriously, you just called my husband a loser right in front of me. Wow. <laughs> hey, Brendan. Hello. Are you feeling psychotic? Yeah, I sure am. I mean, let's give our listeners a little bit of context. Uh, the episode you're going to be listening to right now was actually filmed over the course or recorded over the course of two nights on Thursday and Friday night. We had some technical difficulties, but like, I think that's kind of perfectly representative of this week because what has been the difference between any of these days since the election? I know. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're still in limbo, although things are even looking better than they did on Thursday night when we started recording this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something <laughs> positive to think about. Um, hopefully we continue in this positive direction, but, um, it's interesting. Our first story kind of relates to all of this and maybe the cause of why things are looking up. And that would be. Tinsley Mortimer. She's feeling Joe Biden. She is feeling Joe Biden, all right. So this was a story that uh, was published before the election, actually, or like the day of. Um, On page six, Tinsley Mortimer is eating her words now. The former Real Housewives of New York star confessed during this show's season 10 reunion that she did not vote and that politics weren't her thing. But now she is actively supporting presidential candidate Joe Biden. Dale Tatum Mercer commented on an Instagram post from the Bravo by Betches account on Tuesday that mocked Mortimer. She wrote, I would like to clear this up. Tinsley was saying that politics were not her thing, not voting. She voted in the primary in 2016 in Florida, but did not request an absentee ballot soon enough after she unexpectedly was invited to join Roni and three weeks later had moved and was filming in New York City. Several months ago, Tinsley gave $2,000 to Joe Biden, and Scott gave a donation as well. In addition, Scott and Tins hosted a large reception for Joe in Chicago. Thanks. Tinsley and her fiancé, Scott Kluth, were not vocal about their reception or donation, but Mortimer previously was pictured with Biden in 2018. Mm -hmm. During the reunion that aired in 2018, Mortimer claimed that she wasn't able to vote because she was still a Florida resident who didn't get her absentee ballot in time. Her co-stars at the time, Cal Radzivill, 
Dorinda Medley, and Bethany Frankel said that they had voted for Hillary Clinton, while Ramona Singer, Sonia Morgan, Luanne Deliceps pleaded the fifth when asked who their ballot went to. Mortimer's mm-hmm. rep didn't immediately get back to us. So remember that reunion when like Bethany was asked about like whether she voted for Hillary or Trump and she was like, well, both options sucked, yada, 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 even though she had been to like a fancy fundraiser. Yeah. It's just so funny, like now that Bethany's launched her podcast and she had Hillary Clinton on as a guest and like during that interview, Bethany was like gushing. Wow. It's just like so interesting to see where how far she's come in that way. Yeah, I actually still have not listened to that episode, so thank you for reminding me about that. Um, I think this is interesting because I wonder, like, I wonder why Tinsley did not make more of a a big deal over this. Like, she is, on on her socials, like, has barely even acknowledged an election going on. I mean, I think she's in that, like, stupid crowd of people who still feels like they have to remain neutral to keep, like, all sorts of fans. I mean, like... If you look on the comments under Bethany's photo with Hillary, yeah. it is Q come to life. <laughs> oh my God. Like people being like, I can't believe that you're supporting a sex trafficker and child rapist. Oh, and wow. like, like Google Pizzagate and like all kinds of shit. Why don't these people just like head on over to Siggy Flicker's page instead? I don't know. The worms in the brains of <laughs> half of this country truly are alive and well. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the worms, obviously this post uh, recounted like what happened during that reunion, who voted for who. It's interesting that our three remaining cast members were the ones who would not say who they voted for. And it's yeah. also interesting that our other two new cast members, it would seem as though no one holding an apple this year actually voted for Hillary in 2016. That's true. Yeah. So do we think any of those three changed their mind this year? Ramona is a definite no. Okay. Um, I don't believe Sonia voted. I feel like this year she might've. Okay. And then Luann, I mean, like she was over the weekend filming a Trump parade in the Hamptons and that like has caused a bit of like confusion around where she might stand. Yeah. I mean, I posted that video on our uh, Twitter account and a lot of the response seemed to be saying like, oh, she's saying like, this is this is why we need to get out and vote. But like my take on the on the video was like she seemed a little chippy to be seeing it like this. Uh, caravan of Trump mm-hmm. supporters. Um, so I was kind of like unsure at that point, leaning towards like, oh, hmm, it seems like maybe she's not voting for Biden. But then on election day, she posted a video of her and Victoria going to the polls together. And that made mm-hmm. me think like, hmm, I would think like if you were going with your daughter, who I imagine Victoria is voting for Biden, um, that, like, if they're going together, maybe she is voting for Biden as well? I'm now rethinking this. And, like, what if Victoria's supporting Trump? Because she's always grown up a rich, privileged kid. Yeah, she's, like, an artist. But, like, yeah. some people will jump through hula hoops and do so many cartwheels in order to justify why they would support somebody. And who knows? Yeah. I mean, you have a point. I just, like, I thought the artist in her would... uh would sway that decision, but who knows, truly. Maybe. And, like, going back to that Trump parade, I had the displeasure of getting stuck in one of those Trump parades when I was on Long Island oh my God. earlier this year. And they're nothing to be chippy about. It's, like, truly kind of terrifying because they're so aggressive. Yeah. They're all in, like, these huge-ass trucks, and they're, like, honking and just, like, bas- they're trying to intimidate people, basically. That's, like, what they're doing. My sister was yeah. in the car with me, and she was like, are they trying to like make fans from like being so aggressive? <laughs> and it's like, like, what are you doing? So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I'm on the side with you. Maybe like she was a little too chippy. Yeah. Um, I had this thought today. Like I cannot wait to see the footage that is filmed from this week of Roni. 
It's going to be so insane. Because it's like, it's so different from the Carol episode because this is prolonged. So like, it's not one singular event. Like if they filmed Mm -hmm. a few days, like there's potential for like this to be a greater conversation. I know. And then like, if Heather's a friend of, will she be in the mix this week? Because like, we all know that she stands opposed to most of the women. Yeah. And it's like, it's even more contentious these days than it was then as we like lived through four years of the Trump administration and realized how truly awful he has been. And then we are realizing that like, he's been truly awful, but how many like 69, 70 million people still went and voted for him. So it's like, I actually recommend, I should have said this in the pre-show because when we're recommending content, Mm. but I actually recommend going to watch Sonny Hostin's um, rant on Thursday's episode of The View, which really like lays out the reality of these people who voted for Trump were willing to just look the other way on all these grievances, like him being transphobic, him separating children, like him being a rapist, like all those things. Yeah. And... They still voted for him. Yeah. Seventy. It's on the TV right now. Seventy million. Yeah. At least we know we'll have Ebony, who's been vocally pro Biden and Harris this election cycle, and mm-hmm. it's hard to even ever expect uh, what we're going to get from Leah. But I would assume she's also going to be somewhat vocal about this as well. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm just like so. I'm so intrigued to see what we're going to get. I think she's very much still like both sides suck. Yeah, yeah. But that's also like a fucking coming from a place of privilege. Yeah. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of like what to expect later on, we did get an unexpected trailer for Atlanta that is premiering sooner than we had ever thought. I did not like think we would ever get Atlanta starting up again this year. Yeah. I mean, considering that we were reporting on like major news stories and filming stories just weeks ago, the fact that we have a trailer that includes those events feels so crazy. And like, I, it feels like we just closed the laptop on the zoom reunion, you know? Yes. Like that wasn't that long ago. I mean, Nini announced her departure we have the bachelorette, the wedding, and then even in the trailer itself, there's like a scene of Marlo and Kenya taking a picture together that was posted to Instagram like a week before the trailer went live. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited though. I find it so funny watching Cynthia and Mike Hill have conversations where they're wearing those fucking clear um, face things. Yeah. the shields is like hilarious because they're having like really serious conversations in those ridiculous shields. Yeah. Let me give the quick rundown from people magazine. So the drama doesn't stop after Bravo cameras stop rolling in people's exclusive first look at the real housewives of Atlanta season 13 super tease a night out amongst the caskets, particularly wild candy Burris says what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. The night in question appears to be Cynthia Bailey's bachelorette party. A montage of the party shows the women dancing in lingerie while surrounded by sex toys and strippers. Turn off the cameras and we can actually have fun, suggests one woman. But the next night at dinner, Kenya Moore makes a bold claim. I'm hearing sex noises coming from a bedroom, she says. And while no one at the table outright points a finger at Portia Williams, friend Tanya Sam later tells her someone is making disparaging comments about me and you involving a stripper. Portia replies, wow, I'm over this. The super tease also shows the women confronting the coronavirus pandemic. Portia saying, keep your mask and your wig on tight, boo. I will quarantine a bitch. Cynthia attempts to plan her dream wedding to fiance Mike Hill, but hits several roadblocks when health regulations force her to change her plans. But but did they really force her to change her plans? I mean, like, that's the craziest part. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia says, if I can't have it, Mike, then we can pull over and get married now. And Kenya Moore breaks down in tears while discussing her complicated relationship with Mark Daly, with whom she shares daughter Brooklyn. She cries over the phone. Don't tell me what I cannot do with my child. The new season also welcomes new housewife, Drew Sedora and friend of Latoya Ali. Marlo mm-hmm. Hampton and Tanya Sam also return as friends. In September, longtime housewife Nene Leakes announced her departure from the show. 
Season 13 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta premieres December 6th at 8 p.m. on Bravo. Interesting. So first things first, I heard from Peach Report Daily, the best Twitter account out there, yeah. that um, LaToya was actually supposed to be full-time and she got Sutton's with like her partner or her ex-partner. Someone said that they like couldn't film children if she has children i mean we need to like abolish the sutton clause in the bravo constitution (laughs) like i don't care if i cannot see someone's children it's better probably if i can't see their children i don't want to see a child can you name a child you want to see i mean i feel like especially with atlanta there this cast, despite only having five peach holders, we have three friends of. That's more than enough people to have like plenty mm-hmm. going on without like child storylines. Totally. And like, to be honest, unless it's Phaedra's kids, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily care. Yeah. Phaedra's kids were stars of Atlanta. Probably like the oh biggest my God. the biggest stars. Speaking of Peach Report Daily, yeah. they noticed that Phaedra and Kenya started following each other this week. Oh. But, like, as long as Candy's around, Phaedra will never be back. I know. Though I can see a world. I could see a world where Phaedra does an apology tour mm. to Candy. Okay. I don't know. There's been, like, enough time in between, it feels sure. like. Sure. I just, I just don't know if apology will be accepted. I feel like here's what Candy will do. Mm. I feel like she might not necessarily fully accept it, mm. but if she thinks that Phaedra coming back is good for the show, yeah. she might do the sit down and then decide I'm going to keep um, Phaedra at arm's length. Okay. Kind of like what she's done with Portia for a bit, you know? Yeah. I wonder if she would like go to the network and be like, you are paying me more if this woman comes back on the show. I mean, that would be the move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, Sad to see Marlo and Tanya not holding peaches. Yeah, I mean, I think Tanya's going to not be long for the road here, Yeah, unfortunately. I guess, like, the, the theory is, like, once the allegations come out, she, like, runs for the hills. Yeah, she didn't go, from what I've heard, she didn't go on the New Orleans trip. But Shamia went. But Shamia went. Now that we have Peach Report Daily, it's been, like, really fun to follow along the filming of Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, you and I, like, really only closely follow New York. Yeah, when they're filming. When they're filming. And, like, I guess Jersey to, like, some degree. Yeah. Um... But they kind of, like, put it all out there, Jersey, on social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we know they spent the entire summer down the shore, all of them. Yeah, down the shore, and then they went off to Lake George as well. Um, Mm. I can't believe we are actually one month away from the premiere. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, And it's interesting because we're going to get this, and then the word on the street is that Dallas will be January, and... Jersey will be February. I can't wait to have all of these, like, especially having Dallas and Jersey potentially premiering in not a Trump presidency Mm -hmm. will be like such a breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah. 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 We've only, we only did this podcast for like months before Trump was president. So it'll be a whole new year. Yeah. It was like, like maybe six months before. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and speaking of Dallas, we did wrap up our Patreon series that you can check out over at comethroughqueen.com with a link to our Patreon. We we recapped the series premiere of Dallas, which was our very last city, just in time for the Salt Lake City premiere next week. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, We got one more story to cover before we talk about our shows, and that is... The news item that was dumped in the thick of election day. Like, honestly, brilliant move. Brilliant move. I mean... Usually this kind of news is saved for like a Friday evening. Yeah, exactly. If you want to hide it, but, but they, took a, 
they saw election day and they took their chance. I mean, Erica Girardi, like, I guess hanging out with Tom all these, those years did give her a few uh, good strategic lawyer-like moves there. Um, mm-hmm. So this is from E! News. After 21 years of marriage, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane is filing for divorce from her husband, Tom Girardi. She told E! News, after much consideration, I've decided to end my marriage to Tom Girardi. This is not a step taken lightly or easily. I have great love and respect for Tom and for our years and lives we built together. It's my absolute wish to proceed through this process with respect and with the privacy that both Tom and I deserved. I request others give us that privacy as well. Uh, The couple married in 1999 after meeting at Chasen's in West Hollywood, where Erica was serving cocktails and Tom was a frequent patron. She wrote in her memoir, after a year of working in the restaurant, one night I decided to slip Tom my telephone number. We were standing in the front of the giant fireplace. Did you hear I was single, I asked. Then six months later, the two were engaged. Back in 2017, fans were shocked to hear Erica tell Andy Cohen that she does not have a prenup. She said, let me tell you something. Let me be very clear. I am married to a very powerful lawyer. A prenup would not stand in his way. Anyway, it's going to be all Tom's way, I assure you. He'll rip up that piece of paper two shreds in two seconds. So my question for you, Dan, as a lawyer, can you just like rip up a prenup and it goes away? Yeah, that's actually uh, <laughs> the the destruction uh, concept in law, where if you destroy the contract, it's no longer valid. Is that true? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I mean, wow, your acting had me there for a second. Sure. I mean, if you want to check out acting, listen to last week's pre-show episode where I (laughs) reenacted all of my um, conversation with you. I'm afraid to listen slash I don't really know how to get Patreon (laughs) on my phone. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, there would be probably multiple copies of a prenup that is executed. So I don't think tearing one of them up would, would suffice. Uh, And like these days it's in the cloud or whatever, right? Yeah. It's in the cloud, baby. Uh, although they did get married like 20, like 20 years ago. I know, but like, don't you put it in the cloud after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think, so like, I think there's like two sides to this coin. There's a lot of interesting stuff that we won't see right away. And then there's some interesting stuff that we will see. The interesting stuff that we won't, won't see is that there's a few theories circling why this is happening. Now, one would be they're in cahoots. And that, like, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of rumblings about, like, shit is going down with Tom. He's going to get busted. Uh, like, the money is going to be at risk. So let's divorce. Erica gets a huge chunk of that money. And then mm-hmm. people can't go after the money. Okay. So it protects, That's sneaky. it protects her. And then, like, she could kind of, like, be a sniper from the side and support him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, give him some like if we were playing um Overwatch like give him some uh give him some health yeah give him some healing uh then the other theory that kind of is related to this one is Erica seeing it all going down and being like well I better fucking jump ship now mm-hmm. and get what I can rather than like waiting this out and see what I get down the line right 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 and so my theory okay oh go ahead. No, I was just going to say then the last thing is that people are kind of saying like Erica has been in like a relationship with a famous person for a while now. Oh, yeah. But I I wonder who it would be. Yeah, I have no idea. Gerard Butler or someone? I don't know. Um, So my troll theory was that Erica like got sucked down like – Blue Lives Matter QAnon world (laughs) because she has a cop son. Oh my God. And that split them up because Tom is like very famously like a big donor to like democratic causes Mm. and stuff like that. Wow. So Erica being Blue Lives Matter (laughs) split them up. (laughs) What what a fan fiction you got going on in that sick brain. (laughs) Um, So like, I think we all know she's going to be, 
like as private as possible about this on the show, especially until it's finalized. And if she's just announcing this now, I can't imagine it's going to be finalized like wham, bam, right away. Uh, but we're going to see like, we're going to see at least a mention of it on the show. Yeah, we must, we, right? I'm, I'm sure someone will mention it all. Um, we're, we're definitely going to see her at least her home base. I would imagine not being Tom's mansion. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see like how that plays out. I mean, and to be honest, that place never suited her. Not that at all. Pla- that- yeah. Old mansion never said Erica Jane to me. Yeah. Like her little, like fun downtown uh, LA place was more Erica Jane. I know. It'll just be interesting also seeing her like as, I mean, not as rich of a woman potentially. I know. Like we're not going to have the the glam squad, right? Like is Mikey still going to be on payroll? I don't know. This really like hurts the chances of, of any like, future new music not that she's been really releasing much at all oh my god i bet you she's gonna start selling old clothes on poshmark <laughs> the, the carol vadsville route <laughs> and dorinda does that now too oh yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's a glimmer of something that will be interesting next year uh on beverly hills uh we did get something i like a Bravo insider video that was so awkward of Crystal Minkoff and Kathy Hilton, like arm mm-hmm. in arm embracing uh, and talking to the camera about joining the show. I know. And it's just like their age difference yet them being like BFF besties is so interesting. And the fact that like Kathy said they decided to join the show together yeah. is also interesting because like, who is Crystal going to come in as like a friend of? And then like, how are we going to explain that Kathy Hilton is now more regularly a part of this group that her sister's already in? Yeah. I mean, the interesting part is that it was allegedly Teddy who recommended her for the show and maybe like their kids go to school mm-hmm. together. So that would have made sense to bring her in that way. But now we're going to have her come in with Kathy. So weird. And Kathy's giving like a much kookier energy in this like little video that Bravo posted compared to her colder energy that was in like the Paris Hilton doc and like prior appearances on Beverly Hills. Yeah. She seems a lot more Kim than we had ever realized. Yeah. Yeah. Those blonde sisters really are like two stick together, two of the same. Um, One more thing I wanted to mention before we go on to discuss the shows is that Sutton is living in Kyle Richards' old house. How How is this confirmed? It is confirmed because Sutton was taking a video of, like, a party set up in, like, what is her backyard. And it is clearly Kyle's old house. And then on a Bravo fan account um, that posted about it, Kyle Richards got into the comments and said, she stole my goddamn house. Oh, my God. As a joke. But the theory that I read is that Sutton is renting it because Sutton recently bought a different house that she's renovating. So she's renting Kyle's old house for right now. I mean, that storyline deserves a diamond in and of itself. Yeah. And I'm like, if Sutton is hosting like a party, probably for filming at this house, then like she must be like really in the mix. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she'll get a diamond. Well, I think like, I think in the time of COVID, as we are really on the precipice of like even a worse uh, situation than back in March, like I think they're Mm -hmm. like, I think in the, in the picture she posted, it's like party of eight, like they got to take advantage of who's in the circle as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think like we're friend, friend of's for the next year and all the franchises are going to be like a bigger part of the show. Yeah. I mean, hopefully she saged that thing. Is that, yeah. After that house has seen some bad energy after what, um, uh, Carlton did to that place. I know (laughs) truly. Okay. Why don't we take a quick break and we will be back with, uh, Potomac. Why don't we head on over to Potomac? 
Okay, let's head. Let's head on over. We start with a little fun montage. We're like checking in with all the women, doing different things. Um, Monique is having the kids hand out flyers for her podcast. And one of her kids says, mommy's tired, so she has a podcast. Is that going to be your kid? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to make my kid hand out flyers to the podcast. Now, here's something that is interesting, though. Remember how we looked back and we saw that the podcast stopped having new episodes September of 2019? Mm-hmm. Like, she's promoting a podcast with flyers that is not releasing new episodes. Really iconic. Yeah. Let's just get the word out there. <laughs> also, like, should we start handing out flyers? Yeah. Just like to people in the street. Anyone. Anyone could be a come through queen listener. That's true. We used to do street yeah. team when, when we could go to bars and when we, oh my God. when we did go to bars, we used to do street team. That was actually so much fun. How did we, like, we did find a few people here and there. I don't know. We just, like, walked up to people, you know. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, there had to be something more natural about it, like overhearing someone talk about housewives, or maybe, like, we're screaming about housewives. There was the one time we were at that one bar that we went to on New Year's Day, that one year after Carrie Fisher died, and we were, like, talking about yeah, that. We yeah. heard loud people talking loudly about Vanderpump Rules, and oh, we yes. walked over to them, or we yelled over to them, like, follow Come Through Queen. No, but we def- it was more than just, like, a yellow, like, we would engage with strangers. There was another situation, I think, also in Brooklyn. There's There's been a couple times. Yeah, there was one time at um, Zombie Hut. We definitely talked to someone. Yeah. yeah. Is Zombie Hut still alive? I think I've seen it alive. And they have a big backyard, so I would imagine they're one of the ones that can, like, survive this better than others mm-hmm. oh i missed that yeah um wendy calling people to tell them to register to vote good for her i i called people on sunday wow it's not easy i mean it's interesting because like this again was filmed a year ago so she's like getting out the like the the primary voters well i mean like her uh entire event the last episode was about like being politically engaged and voting and all that stuff. So I know all these people who are like not standing Wendy, come on already. I know there's a couple listeners. I'm not going to name names, but you're out there. I will say a friend of a friend currently has Wendy as a professor. And Uh the friend that I'm connected to hasn't given me any more information other than that. But I've been like Mm -hmm. kind of prodding and prying and I like sure. like currently this semester, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Candace without meeting with a guy who is producing the remix to her hit song "I See You." Here's the thing: later in the episode, when they were like playing the song, I was like, "It's a bop." Brendan, if it was truly a bop, it would have like crossed your ear uh like your ears by now it crossed my ears on sunday night the remixed version is a bop it's been out for so long and no one really cared i know but i can like what i like don't yuck my yum please sure i just feel like you know the song came out and it's not like people were like screaming from the streets like oh my god we love this like let's get the remix much like i'm screaming for the from the streets Let's get the Coffee and Love remix. Okay, but we have to put this in all context. Housewives songs. Has there been a successful Housewives song, even in the Housewives world, where we were thinking about it like two weeks later, since Chic C'est La Vie? Yeah. What? I mean, like... Erica, like, expensive and how many fucks, like... Oh, but those don't count because she had, like, a recording career before. I'm talking about, like, Housewives who came onto the show and decided to record music. Co- like, Coffee and Love Dan, is Dan, my top played tr- Spotify <laughs> song. Dan, Do not understand that. Dan, your troll brain, <laughs> as much as I love it, it, I'm talking about outside of the context of, like, the... Th- obsessions that you get that then run over and over and over in your brain in that home that you live in with someone who's equally the same as you in that way. Sure. 
there hasn't been anything like in recent years that's like broken through even in like the Bravo world. Yeah. I mean, I think like online people do love co- coffee and love. <laughs> I just, I do. Online where? <laughs> just like. Generally. You, like it's con- <laughs> it constantly comes up as like a fun, a fun meme, a fun memory. Because you post it. <laughs> <laughs> It comes up because you are literally the person <laughs> posting it. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I gotta say, like, I wish. I know it was like Fiber One that produced that, like Porsche, ZMLS, and Sonia song, but like, that was a good song. Like, can't Bravo put a few bucks behind something and like give us a bop? Can't Fiber One put a few bucks behind something? (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, Fiber One, like, drop the album. (laughs) Sick. So, I mean, obviously, like, only Porsche only had that one song, and we figured she was done. But, like, ZMLS tried for a while and then completely stopped. And then they came out with, like, a bop. I know. I mean, like, I want to go back to 2012, where we had, like, on display, we had Tardy to the Party. We had yeah. Money Can't Buy You Class. Truly the golden age. The golden age of of Housewife songs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I even think Closet Freak, which is my favorite Housewives adjacent song, came out around mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. So it was interesting getting that flashback scene of Wendy giving the, the Green Eyed Bandits the information on Karen. Because mm-hmm. when, when this is brought up at the tea party, I was like, how do the Green Eye Bandits get info from Wendy about Karen? Because, like, Wendy and Karen hate each other. I know. Late night. It's, fr- it's from the drunken night. Yeah, welcome to late night. Welcome to late night, um, which feels like 100 years ago. But here we are. I know. Because it's been, like, such an Im- like like jam-packed season of just, like, excellence. Sure. So we're at the little tea party where... Giselle's kids wanted to go, but since it was hard to get a reservation, she decided to go with the ladies instead. <laughs> I love that. I love I love a Giselle-led situation. Sure. And, like, the energy that she brings into it. And, like, her and Robin sitting there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then her explaining to Robin ahead of time that she, like, wants to talk about things before Karen gets there. I just, like, the way Giselle calculates her life and, like, what goes on in her life on this show, I just think is so fun and interesting to watch. She's so good at it. When Giselle asks Robin, (laughs) how's the hat business going embezzled? I fell on the floor. (laughs) And she says it like four times. (laughs) And then like, but like then like Robin's reaction to it is perfect, but then Karen's reaction to it is also perfect. Yeah. Because Karen is realizing that of course Giselle's doing this like semi on purpose. Like yeah. Giselle not afraid to drag her best friend. And Robin also is like can take it. Can Robin can take it. And but also, water like, up the ducks back. Any any press is good press. Like we're talking about embezzled right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you and checked I- the site recently? Are the hats still sold out? Uh, she like from the prior week to this week's episode, like changed what was offered. Like a hat that I had my eyes on that was sold out is not even on the menu anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like upset about that. It's the hat that Karen ended up wearing at like the photo shoot later. But they uh, also seem to be like those fitted elastic hats that I don't necessarily like. Mm. Oh, I don't think I have one of those. I would like to try that. I had those as like as a kid. Okay. But like, what's old is new again. I guess. But like, I like a like a dad hat. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, dad. Okay, so the bandits tell Karen what Wendy said, which sets Karen off into a re- Wendy tirade. Mm-hmm. She's not a medical doctor. <laughs> I mean, Karen hates Wendy as much as a lot of our listeners hate Wendy. Yeah, yeah, I know, true. They they must be like blind team team Karen stands. Mm-hmm. But like Karen going on about how Wendy's not a medical doctor, like as if she was claiming to be a medical doctor. <laughs> um, but then when she does 
when she show when she does the walk the, the the Wendy walk at the tea party, like for the first like the first time we see it, I was pissing mm-hmm. my pants. So fucking the the walk, <laughs> the, walk the walk in general is going to go down in history. I think as like one of the better <laughs> moments in Real Housewives like like history. Just each moment that anyone tried to do the walk this episode was so fucking good. Like Karen solidified Wendy as like an iconic moment in history by making fun of the walk. Doing the walk. Like, like if Wendy like didn't come back next season, like we would love her and we would remember her, but like eventually she would fade from our memory. But the walk is like implanted in my brain. We would still have the walk. Yeah. I will actually always associate the walk with like, the 2020 election because <laughs> they there was a clip that like I think Watch Robins Live or like one of the Bravo accounts posted and it was yeah. like the last instance of the walk where like everyone got into it but it yeah. was like also set to like music that made it even more iconic and I that's what I watched all Tuesday when oh I needed God. like a break from like Trump's gonna win this yeah uh, so before we get to like the Robin embezzled photo shoot, we have a few more small things here or there. Wendy practicing poses for picture day with the kids. So I love fucking so cute. much. I that love was her so family so much. I love Eddie. I love the kids. I love Wendy. I love it all. Like the kids like coming up with all the different poses and her reactions to them was like so sweet. I know. I love that scene so much. Also, we are proud. We're proud team Wendy here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. The come through. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to our listeners yeah. who don't like Wendy. Sorry. This, this podcast is <laughs> pro Wendy. Yeah. Until she does something terrible, but for Until now, she does something <laughs> terrible <laughs> for now. We, we all know never stand too hard, but exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Ashley stuff with the therapist, whatever. Like she doesn't feel sexy because she's a mom. Whatever, whatever. Um, Ashley visiting Aunt Jizzy's condemned home. That was fun. Oh, so this scene in particular, I was like, this is what sets Potomac apart from like OC, for example, because we're mm-hmm. having similar conversations on both shows, where like oh, Ashley. Yeah. Ashley can like make that flip comment about Giselle's home. And it's like <laughs> a joke and funny yet. We're about to experience like how many episodes oh, of my God. like Shannon possibly talking about Gina's apartment. Shannon definitely talking about Gina's. Apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, that's why like Potomac is so good. Cause it's like light bright and yeah. OC it's like doom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, another like iconic Giselle confessional moment was talking about Robin's tax issues. And she's like, Oh, Robin owes nothing. It's like $12,000. It's nothing. It's stupid. <laughs> and then the producer says it's $90,000. So she's like, Oh shit. <laughs> wow. Well. Oh my God. Okay. So when they're at the photo shoot <laughs> and they tell one of the models, has anyone ever told you you resemble Katie Rost? And she's like, who? <laughs> I know. And then later, um, Ashley walks in and was like, is that Katie? Oh my God. I love it. I love, uh, I love, I love scenes like this for Potomac because it's like a couple women sitting in a room and they're all reacting in unison to each other woman coming in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, there's so much commentary. It's like, they should all like commentate sports. I would watch sports if these women were like wow. doing the commentating. Hello. It's like so fucking good. Are, sp- are sports happening? They just had like the World Series, I think. And the and the NBA thing. Didn't the Lakers and the Dodgers win something? You know what? I actually like I was I was hopping on the highway and like by the entrance to the, to the highway, there's like a, a baseball field and I saw a whole like baseball game being played by like kids and like families and stuff. 
Oh yeah, I was walking over on 11th Avenue near me, and there's like this like park there. There was like lacrosse practice happening. Me and Jamie were sitting at the park. There were like fo- tag football, huh. flag football practices happening. Yeah, me and Jamie were unwrapping mini brands and drinking wine, and like watching like practice happen. Yeah, I mean like we're gonna we're gonna dive into this in a little bit when we get to OC, but like, <laughs> isn't it funny how all this is happening? <laughs> While there's a pandemic going on, and we hit over 100,000 cases a day this week. I know. Wow. Um, Amazing. But, um, okay. So, you know, there's always got to be, like, a reason for the season when it comes to these cast trips. And I love how this one is, we need to go on a trip together to treat Ashley Darby's postpartum depression. I think that's a really good reason. (laughs) Yeah. Better than like the searching for the O'Tools in Ireland with Detective Well, no, that, I, I, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was an iconic reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, we're still talking about it. Um, um, one of the one of the below cast people is named Colin Macy O'Toole. Maybe that is Megan's cousin. After all, I know, but he lives in Long Island. He runs the Fire Island Ferry. Yeah, he's he's my favorite cast member of that show i mean while we're on the topic like isn't it funny we don't have megan back on oc why i feel like you know she dipped in last last year Mm -hmm. and like with this whole like rejuging of the cast getting rid of the ogs like kind of like skewing a little bit younger like megan would make so much more sense now yeah, I mean, like, the OC casting is a fucking mess. And, like, she, like, I I think she is, like, generally, like, I could be wrong, and it could be, like, distance from her, but, like, isn't she kind of a good person, more or less? Besides, like, the, besides the, air, like, wanting to air out all the dirty laundry? I think she's okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, in OC, like, okay is pretty good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll get into that when we get to see that. Yeah. But okay. But uh, so we're, we're going on the trip, but Wendy wants to clear the air before the trip. And then they get into the whole fight. And then, and then like Karen's screaming at her, you slithered. And Wendy's like, <laughs> I sauntered. And then when they do the train, the slithering train of the OGs out the door, the four, the four OGs. And like, I'm sorry. I know. I think I talk higher of Giselle than most viewers, yeah. but like the way she added her own little like two step in, <laughs> into the into the slither was like what made it for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean this this was like perfect timing for this episode because we needed like a fun episode. I know. They're just so fucking good. I just, like, can't get over it. And, like, usually an episode prior to a trip, I'm like, come on, let's, like... Isn't great, yeah. Let's get on the, the fucking plane at ready. But, like, this one was so funny. <laughs> and they're all wearing the embellished hats, so it's, like... I posted it, like, to Twitter a few times, and I just wonder if anyone, like, from outside Housewives world watched mm. it and was, like... Because I was, like, playing it up, like, please watch this iconic clip. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, like, what people were thinking was going on with these women all slithering with these, like, <laughs> fucking ugly hats No! On. Beautiful hats! <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Why don't we get to this week's OC? Okay. So we're picking up with Bronwyn storming out of Shannon's party. Throwing that drink. And then she says, Lemonade Boy, can you go get my husband? Yeah, she was talking about Shannon's boyfriend, John, his son. Yeah. Whose name I still don't know. Which, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, this is funny. But, like, if this had happened in Potomac, it would just be a funny thing that happened. But it becomes later in the episode, like, you called him Lemonade Boy. Like, I will say, I, I will say, and I don't want to go after youth, but some of the children were stirring some shit. Oh, yeah. And the way it went down turned into something a little more yeah. aggressive. It was like, oh, my God, I, 
but it was like clearly like Bronwyn. Bronwyn was like losing her shit. Yeah. So she saw somebody who's familiar to her. She said Lemonade Boy, which is rude, but like not the worst thing you can call somebody and was yeah. like asking him to help her. Yeah. She yeah. could have been a little nicer about it, but like yeah. it turns into something else. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, Sean, after Bronwyn runs off, like yelling at Gina was super awkward. And mm-hmm. I think the context that Gina later brought up did justify her, her feelings on it a little bit in terms of like, I just got out of like a scary situation with my own ex-husband. Like I don't love Mm -hmm. being screamed at by some man. Um, and while we're on the topic of Sean, like we are getting (laughs) a lot of Sean this season. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with the, with what Gina was saying. I, I never like when the men get too involved in this like housewives drama, save for Simon Van Kempen for some reason. Well, that's what I was going to say is Sean is feeling very Simon Van Kempen in terms of like, he's popping up like at Kelly Dodd's house later this episode. Like, yeah, but like Simon was like, Simon was high camp where like Sean is like mid camp, like low camp, low camp right yeah. now. Um, I mean, I, do, I, like, I, it's annoying me, but at the same time, like, I see the point of it. Like he is showing up to everything in order to support Bronwyn. Yeah. And like, you, I also think like, you have to give him credit. It's not easy to like, it's not easy to go through this with a partner. It's yeah. not easy to be the person going through this either, obviously. Sure, 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 sure. So like, I, I give him credit for that, yeah. but I, I don't think he needs to be getting involved in like yelling matches at pool parties. Yeah. So Gina comes to the front of the house and they have the little sit down. But like the funny part to me was when Bronwyn was like, when they were talking about like Gina getting weird texts and, and Bronwyn was like, well, no, I, like, I don't get weird texts. And when Gina said, well, I do from your husband was pretty That is funny. pretty funny. I still think like they keep on flashing the text. And I, they always highlight the one thing with the winky face. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's that weird. I think I said last week that I thought it was a little weird. Yeah, probably. But like, I don't know. Okay. Um, Bronwyn does like come back in and then she's talking to Kelly. And this is just like, truly. Kelly's like on one (laughs) this episode. Like you mean this year? This year, this life, this, this life of hers, but this episode in particular, where she's like trying to like, <laughs> like this woman has told you that she is an alcoholic and sober right now, and you're like trying to like reason out with her, like, well, like maybe you could have a drink, and Bronwyn's like, no, I can't. I think like with Kelly Dodd this year, we are going to see stupidity on display in yeah. a way we've never seen on housewives and it's going to like, it's just going to play out through the entire season. Like given her behavior on social media, I cannot imagine her behaving well on this show. I mean, later in the episode, I think what we heard is going to happen, like starts to come to fruition in terms of like the show letting her take herself down. Mm-hmm. with her own, like, stu- stupid comments. Right. Like, the, the show is not going to protect her. But, like, at the end of the day, do you think... My question is, like, if after the season airs, do you think Kelly Dodd is gone? Because let's think of the Bravo audience. Yeah. And I'm looking at our still undecided election. Sure. It's like... Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of a a sign that Kelly Dodd has not been on Watch What Happens Live yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, like, last season, she was on Watch What Happens Live, like, like five times during the season. Mm-hmm. Like, she was on every other week, it felt like. Okay. That so makes I th- sense. I think that might be a sign that, like, she could be on her way out. Yeah, I think, like, we could talk a lot about, like, the way Bravo programming is going versus like the way their audience is going and like figuring that out, you know, I, like I, 
Don't you think it's still the case that like they're barely promoting OC? Yeah, kind of, but I'm yeah. Like Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm thinking back to like BravoCon and what I saw at BravoCon. I'm like, those people think the same things as Kelly Dodd. Like yeah. the people that paid the money to go to that convention sure, sure. are the Kelly Dodd people. Yeah. Um Okay. So Sean and Bronwyn leave. Uh and they're walking home and then they get home. Like, doesn't it feel like we're like watching people filming on a set? <laughs> I know. Yeah. With them walking home. Mm-hmm. And it, what is it like Gina later this episode or Emily is talking says like this is like Wisteria Lane. Yeah, it's all become very it's come full circle. Yeah. Because last episode they literally named Desperate Housewives. Gina's yeah. boyfriend talked about yeah. Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So we're literally coming full circle from the original reference to now becoming yeah. the reference. Yeah. Um but like the whole like trajectory of like the rest of the night for Bron- we see like everything. Like Bronwyn's like working out and then she's like going mm-hmm. to an AA meeting with Sean. It's like she is letting them see it all. I know. Um, and I don't know the answer to like what's good, but yeah. like it's very interesting that she is showing it all. Yeah. Um, when Shannon is giving the girls the tour of her new house, that portrait, that giant portrait of Shannon in the gym was definitely something. <laughs> I know. It reminded me of seasons like two and one of New York and New Jersey Bravo had painted Andy Warhol esque mm. portraits of the housewives yeah, yeah, yeah. that some of them still have in their houses. Yeah. It reminded me of that, but I'm, I'm like, Bravo didn't give this to you. So like, did no. you commission this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or did a fan paint it? <laughs> this gigantic portrait. <laughs> Um, I got to like, even though we met him last week, I really was able to like focus a little bit more in terms of Shannon's dad. And mm. I paid attention to the fact that he's 90. Like that didn't he seem like fairly together for a 90 year old man? Yeah. Like very together, like very with it and together, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, 90 is the new 60, honey. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I don't want to like talk too much about the Kelly and, and, and Rick stuff. Only the only thing about Rick I want to mention is like, didn't he seem so marble mouthy for someone who was like a journalist on TV or like a, a reporter on TV? Yeah, kind of. And I would be interested in watching like some of his like reporting. Cause I never have. Yeah. I've and- ne- yeah. I've never stumbled upon that before. <laughs> um, it was interesting checking in with Gina and Matt's relationship and like Gina loves Matt's girl friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon putting Emily on the group text was also interesting. I know. I just like uh, Emily to me. I just can't get with her this season. I know she's like, she likes, she thinks she's slick. She really does. She's three seasons in and she's like, it's my show now, but it's, it's not, it's none of your shows. Yeah. This show actually sucks. Like it's, it, Alex and I were talking about how strange it is that like Shannon is the matriarch. I know. But like a few seasons ago, I would have been like, thank God Shannon is the matriarch. Yeah. And now it just feels like she's lost at sea. Yeah. It's yeah. She's below deck. Um, Kelly and Vargas talking about AA was really bad. Like more Kelly being bad saying like, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go like sit through that with her. Um, I got, I did notice that this week I think was the first time where they like started weaving in newer confessionals. Cause like the first mm-hmm. round of confessionals were all so bad. Like films, yeah. like using like a front facing iPhone camera and like, there were some good ones. Then they were good ones, yeah. I will say, about Vargas, I don't mind her presence right now. Yeah. I think she's like, 
she's fine to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not hating her. I'm not like particularly like standing, but like, yeah, I'm like, okay, new housewife. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we finally, we do get like Kelly talking about coronavirus and I don't even remember, like, what was it? Like there was a scene where like her and Emily were making a, like a, a joke, like sharing water, which was, which probably was filmed like in February where like mm-hmm. coronavirus was like a thing we all knew, but it wasn't in our lives. But right. then, but then she's commenting it on it in her confessional taught like comparing it to H1N1 swine flu, like these things mm-hmm. just happen, blah, blah, blah. But like mm-hmm. that confessional is clearly a confessional that's filmed after we've locked down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to go through a lot with Kelly this season. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is like where the show is going to start to turn on her. Yeah. Cuz like the the first few episodes of Kelly didn't feel like there was much of her. Well, we thought initially we were like, "Oh, maybe they're like trying to like edit her out." Yeah. We were kind of dummies a couple weeks ago yeah. for thinking yeah, that. Yeah, we were but, dummies. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so that's that's Orange County. Um why don't we get to the freak of the week and the one true queen? Okay. Okay. So the freak of the week this week is actually OC related. So after uh, OC on Watch Diamonds Live, it was Emily Simpson and Jenny McCarthy. And Andy plays a game uh, of like, who's the bigger dork? Mm-hmm. And they start with Shane and Sean. And obviously Emily says, Sean. And Jenny's response, which we played at the top of this episode. Do you think it's worth playing again right here for a reminder? Sure. I think that's worth it. Who's a bigger dork, Shane Simpson or Sean Burke, ladies? Oh, sh- oh Sean, so hard. Sean. <laughs> Jenny, it's not hard. I know. They're, you know, like, they're both dorks. They're both huge losers. But I'm going to go with Sean. That necklace? Oh my necklace that's her husband. Jenny, that's her husband. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, seriously, you just called my husband a loser right in front of me. Wow. <laughs> wow. So when I watched this the morning after watching them live, I saw this clip and I was pissing my pants. Like Jenny <laughs> talking shit about Emily's husband to her face on a zoom call (laughs) like and then trying to explain it away it's like jenna mccarthy's so bad at this have you ever seen the tara reed jenna mccarthy clip oh yeah 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 Yeah, it's similar energy Uh uh-huh i mean i'm i am no jenny mccarthy stan but like this was hilariously bad like like just so funny to me yeah and let it be said here that Jenny McCarthy, of all of the view co-hosts to ever co-host, the worst one. Oh, wow. Of, to me, in history. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's including, like, the most conservative of the people. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. like, Jenny McCarthy's, McCarthy's worse than them because I don't even think she has a moral compass. Mm, wow. I mean, except for, like, hating vaccines. Uh-huh. Bitch, what happens when COVID comes for you? Oh my God, is she going to take it? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Wow, it's going to be like those like those TikTok teens that like film those like dramatic uh, TikToks about like being forced to take the vaccine. Oh yeah, my favorite now is the TikTok teens getting ready for the Civil War. Oh my God, and, like, no, being, like, please. <laughs> what are you going to wear? That's What's so going to be the uniform? Oh my God, that's really sick. Okay, so actually, like turning a very different note and a more optimistic note we yeah. should go to our one true queen yeah, our one true queen queen stacy abrams for saving democracy registering hundreds of thousands of people to vote in georgia uh you probably have heard of her previously because she ran for governor of georgia and lost 
Uh, I know, and, but yeah, when she lost the governorship, and it, let's be real, the, it was stolen from her because of voter suppression in Georgia, exactly. which is a very big thing. She decided to create an organization that that's only goal was to get voters to the polls. Exactly. And what's, what's happened in Georgia since is right now we're experiencing, there were two Senate races that are now going to run off because the Democrats are doing well in like a hugely historic way. Georgia was a red state. I grew up in Georgia. Yeah. It was like red, red, red. But now we're looking at two runoffs for Ossoff and um, Warnock. And now Biden might win Georgia as wow. well. Could you have imagined? I could not have imagined. And I've already been texting with friends in Georgia being like, I'm seriously considering coming down in January and canvassing for Warnock and Ossoff. Awesome runoffs. Wow. Yeah. So a true, true, true queen. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey. Also, donate to Warnock and Ossoff in Georgia because they still have a fight to fight. Oh my God. Truly. Um, that is it for this week of Come Through Queen. Wow. Hopefully, things continue to go in a good direction. And. Uh, if they don't, we're not doing a show next week. Oh my God. No, they're going to go in a good direction. <laughs> um, okay. So you can, as always head on over to come through queen to check out everything come through queen related. You could download discord and join the ongoing conversation that's going on there. It's a fun app that you could either, uh, have on your laptop PC or your phone and like dip into conversations about the different shows as they're airing. So that's a lot of fun. As we mentioned, the Patreon link is there as well with, our bonus episodes recapping the series premiere of each city. This week is Dallas, a pre-show every week. Um, links to our Twitter accounts, the Come Through Queen Instagram page, and more. So like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.